You are now sipping with the Internet Beer Users. I'm your host, Nick Pro, joined as always by my co-host, Jay Torres. Jay, what are we sipping on tonight? Tonight's show beer is a special collaboration. Tonight's show beer is, insert hip-hop reference here, a collaboration between Monkish and Trillium out on the East Coast. And let me just say, Nick, this is a very, very hyped-up beer. Oh, that is <laughs> that is the understatement of the night, Jay. <laughs> Let me just say that this has been—I I can't even tell you what the hype level is for this beer. Uh, when it was announced, uh, there were there were actually rumblings or whispers of uh, the Trillium folks being in town down in Torrance and brewing with Monkish, yeah. and. It was kind of one of those things where it was like, oh, you know, Monkish and Trillium, the collaboration's coming out, it's coming soon, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. And sure enough, this was released on the 1st. Well, it's Can the 1st, and it's usually Can the day of or the day before. And um, big shout out to my brother. Uh, he composed the IBU theme, and you can find him on Instagram at Esteban Pro. Big shout out to Esteban. He, as he usually does, headed over to Monkish and braved the long line for this release and scored us a couple of cans for the show. And, you know, just a little bit of background on this. Uh, besides us being big fans of Monkish, of course, you and IJ, uh, and featuring their beers on previous shows, kind of the lead up in terms of recent releases. Um, leading up to this and, and a lot of which I've talked about on the show and I've been fortunate enough to try the the hype level for me personally coming into this beer is 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 sky high <laughs> to just put it quite simply yeah. just because if you recall uh, a couple of shows ago I actually went down to LA and, and visited my brother we went over to the brewery and we had a couple of their double IPAs and one in particular really blew my socks off or at least the the batch that I had, I'd had it once or twice before previous batches, but the batch that I had at Monkish proper for Beats is Infinite was tremendous. It was the best Beats is Infinite batch I had ever had. It was the best, one of the best Monkish beers or even double IPAs pure that I've ever had. It was so good. And, and for those of you that aren't aware, that beer or that double IPA is is made with all galaxy hops like today's show beer. So just just the level that they've been brewing at as of late has just been just excellent. Not that it ever isn't, right. but yeah. just there's a lot of momentum going into this to say the least. So before we get into it, Jay, really quickly, let me just describe it. This is a double dry hop collaboration with our smart and savvy friends, Dr- Trillium Brewing. They pioneered and not our smart and savvy friends. Not to say that they aren't smart and savvy, of course, they definitely are, but this is, of course, the monkish description for those of you keeping score at home. They pioneer the double dry hop sensation that is taking the world by storm. JC, who is the head brewer over at uh, Trillium, loves Galaxy Hops, and it just so happens that our Otis, um, at Monk Pugs, if you want to go ahead and follow them on Instagram, their, their house pug over at Monkish, loves Galaxy Hops, too, and all being... Uh, at Monk Pugs, wants to do is crush triple IPAs. As a result, we supersized Trillium Street IPA into a Monkish triple IPA and double dry hopped with 100% Galaxy hops. All Galaxy triple IPA, exclamation point, ABV, 10%. Pouring it out, the appearance is, might I say, perfection. I mean, it's it's 
murky. It's you can't see through it at all. It's did, nice. It's a nice yellowish golden hue. Uh, it looks did you, amazing. Jay, did you? Jay, did you switch out a, a simply orange? Um, <laughs> no, I did not. With your can, it looks exactly like because, orange juice, man. I mean, it it and it's a it's a pretty trite analogy, and it's just kind of like low hanging fruit, sure. pun intended, <laughs> to to use that. But it really does more so than many of the quote unquote orange juice like beers that I've had. I mean, this if somebody showed this to me or a picture of this to me and said this is orange juice i wouldn't argue with them i mean it looks Same. dead on yeah. in terms of color consistency that glow that orange golden glow of it um looks just uh looks looks amazing smell wise what what are we getting getting on the aroma here Jeff? To the, the the aroma follows the appearance i mean it it's it's just pure juice man wow. orange juice um oh my tiny bits of just pineapple very yeah, very soft, um, huge galaxy bomb, obviously, as can be expected. The double dry hop quality, of course, really intensifying that. A lot more aroma than I got on the Beats is Infinite, just kind of recalling that. But um, dankness, pineapple coming in huge, you know, the orange tangerine elements as well. But just, just, just super, just almost mouthwatering, puckering type qualities coming on coming in on the aroma i just i can't oh, take man. it anymore take a, yeah i got i gotta take a bite into this teku <laughs> all right man cheers all right cheers dude oh man holy crap that that delivers <laughs> yeah that's <laughs> that's Jeez. A, that's that's a huge understatement. This is, <laughs> oh man, man. Um, ah, it's it's <laughs> it's super. Hmm. You, the the taste falls the aroma. Um, I I don't want to give my away a rating this early into the show, but the balance is 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 nice. It's perfect. Um, you get the sweetness. It's not too sweet. Um, not very hoppy. Does does it have an IBU rating? Mm-mm. No, I don't no think IBU rating, but I mean it's it's interesting because my first reaction is is that the IBU count is is low, mm-hmm. but but at this alcohol level with all Galaxy oh, Hops it, and being as assertive that that they are, I totally forgot this was ten percent. Oh. oh, it doesn't. Yeah, Dude. I mean you would no way. I mean, <laughs> no. Wow. This is yeah. This takes this tastes like. And you know, some some of you listening may say, "I'm going to say this. I'm going to say it tastes like an eight percenter." It may not seem like a big difference, but trust me, it is. And and that that sweet spot with monkish double IPAs, many of which, a few of which we've had on the show, is kind of in that eight percent range. And this tastes like it's right along with that. I mean, once you get over nine percent, everyone out there listening, it you know that alcohol level gets more and more difficult to to hide. Yeah, and. You know, that's that's one of the things that we look for, of course, which is, you know, something that is high in alcohol or high in ABV like like this beer is today at 10 percent, how well that alcohol can be hidden. And just as Monkish has been doing as of late, you know, and a perfect example is Socrates Philosophies and Hypotheses, which we featured on the show a few shows back, which was another triple IPA for Monkish. Same expertise with this beer, just extremely Extremely well hidden alcohol. First sip, 
Jay, I don't know about you, but I don't know if it's quite on Socrates' level in terms of the well hiddenness. I would disagree. I know that's not a word. I would disagree. <laughs> this, I, okay. I can't. All right. I like that. Like the, um, I remember with that one, you could taste it on the back end. You can feel the warmth. Like I get nothing. I, it literally tastes like, like juice. No hint of burn. Nothing on the front or the back end. It, like. When when you brought up the fact that it was a triple IPA at ten percent, I totally, totally forgot. Mind blowing. Yeah, it's wow. Uh, and you know what? Let me say this: on the initial part of the finish, if that makes any sense, right when I right when you know initial part of that front of more the back of the tongue, but like the initial back of the tongue, there is no alcohol presence for me. It's it's like dare I say almost like a single IPA if if that's even possible <laughs> yeah this ABV yeah but but what the reason I'm saying that well it's not quite as well hidden in my opinion as the Socrates is because oddly enough on the finish it, it's a it's a much more lingering finish for me and I would say like I don't know five seconds maybe 10 seconds 10 seconds is too long, maybe five <laughs> seconds after, after I swallow, it's like, I can kind of taste more of the hoppiness, more of the galaxy presence, but it comes off as a little bit of a slight burn for me. Very slight, not by much, but slightly to the point where I notice it as opposed to the Socrates where it was like, that didn't even exist. And and honestly, Jay, I, I can attribute that to the galaxy hops it, it, that's just my take on it all galaxy i mean it's going to be assertive but what monkish and trillium have done on this is they've been able to really coax the tropical fruit flavors out of it more than anything uh-huh. and make it just a just a tropical um pineapple just you know hoppy but not you know aggressively hoppy but just just a very hop saturated um delivery on this one and and it's just obviously it's it's mind blowing mm. <laughs> I agree man so yeah so tell me about um you went to the gala last week right over at mm-hmm. a pier mm-hmm. 30 was it 35 30 pier 35 mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> how was it Sorry, I'm just still <laughs> taking this all in right now. I mean, and this is just oh man, this is this is amazing. But anyway, that was amazing as well. Um, went to the opening gala for SF Beer Week. I mentioned it last show. I think I mentioned on the on the show before that as well that I had um, gotten tickets with a few of my buddies, and uh, we hit it up uh, as my buddy Francisco, uh, my other buddy Tasty Beverages, my other buddy Pecone. We all went together. I I'd said previously that it was going to be the three of us, but my buddy francisco got a ticket last minute and he got a vip ticket with us which was surprising because kind of around the time that i told us like a little bit after that i looked and they were sold out so he'd gotten in just in time yeah it just it all kind of everything just came together and everything worked out and we hit it up and it was just as can be expected i mean tons and tons of northern california breweries were there pouring um obviously if if you're familiar with the beer festival you pay the fee and you get a little taster glass and you go around to each booth and you get little um three to five ounce pours depending on how much i think the glass was like a good five ounces it was a really good size glass it depends on where you go yeah Yeah, we were all surprised we were like whoa it's a good it's a really good size one so um 
let me just kind of list them, list everyone off. Uh, shout outs, notable breweries, etc. Go for there's it. Just too, there's almost too many to name, <laughs> but um, I'll, I'll just kind of kind of give you a little little bit of a, a um, kind of a recap here. I do want to shout out uh, New Bell Works, uh, friend of the show Peter. He was there with his buddy Sam. Um, I also ran into my I guess you can call my cousin in law is the best way of putting. It. He's married to my to my first cousin. His name is Mariano, and he has uh, a group of friends uh, with a really cool uh, concept and and logo. They're they're kind of like a um, I guess a craft beer drinking club or, wow. or, or cool. a group of en- enthusiasts. <laughs> if 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 you want to call them that, whatever you want to call them, um, guys that like really good beer, I guess is a good way of putting it. And they are called the Hop Zombies. So. If you want to check them out on Instagram, they're at Hop Zombies. How it's spelt, no underscore. Check them out. Great group of guys and drinking some great beer around the Bay Area. So anyhow, ran into them. Uh, we went around, uh, sampled a ton of beers. I do want to shout out Cellar Maker. They were there, of course. From my observation, they had the biggest hype around their booth, the longest line wow. from what I noticed. Okay. With with the ex- excuse me, with the exception of Russian River and Pliny the Younger, which oh, I'll get to in a second, of course. But um, yeah, they were. I mean that. I mean, come on, right? right? But um, other other than them, Cellar Maker. Every time I'd go to the booth, um, I I just see a just a line just stretching super long, and they had a really solid lineup. The standout was Turok Juice, which was their all mosaic IPA. They do one by the by the name of Turok the Mosaic Hunter, which nice. um, I don't know if you remember that yeah. that Nintendo sixty four yeah, game, yeah. Jay. Yeah, which is they always they have like the best names. Um, anyway, so the Turok juice is like a hazy version of that, and it was my first time having it, and I just it was it was outstanding. It was one of the standouts of the entire, um, you know, the entire gala. So shout out to Cellar Maker, uh, Humble Sea. Uh, was also there, and they are up and coming, a, a, a quick show favorite. We featured a couple of their beers on the show. They had their Mankini double IPA, uh, speaking of great titles, um, on display right. there. I had a little pour of that. That was amazing. And, again, you know, Humble Sea is just really one to watch. They, they, were, they were great. Half Moon Bay Brewing was there. I think I've mentioned Half Moon Bay on the show in the past. Um, it's been quite a while. Um, I really like the, my wife and I actually really like visiting there. Yeah. Um, they have a really cool. You, you've been there I've, too, I've been Jay. There, yeah. You, of course, are familiar with Half Moon yes. Bay, right? Yep, great, yep. great little town. And um, Half Moon Bay Brewing, great location, great food, um, outdoor little patio area, yeah. and really great beers. They're really under the radar. They are. And, um, they had a, yeah, they had they had a milkshake IPA. It was how a, was uh, that? Um, it was amazing. Oh, it was one of the best milkshake IPAs I've had. And now it's kind of all the rage. You it know, is, we've, yeah, we've yeah. had one on the show yeah, yeah. from Tired Hands, and it was really cool to see them you know, kind of you know, brewing different styles. Uh, my buddy Peter mentioned, and he introduced me to, to their head brewer. I, I didn't catch his name, unfortunately, but I was really surprised that they were you know, experimenting with different styles that way and really look forward to visiting their location uh, at some point in the near future because they're really I think they're another kind of sneaky uh, the, yeah. one to watch and I think they I think they've just started canning as well if I'm not no, mistaken they, they, they ha- used to just bottle Yeah they have well they Go have ahead. been I've seen them in the stores and when I saw your mm-hmm. I saw the notes and they they did a milkshake I paid that would not have like that would you know that's totally surprising I would not expect them to brew something yeah. like a milkshake I paid I see them brewing like a yeah. normal like you know ale regular IPA sure. a stout just just like the the regular line but just yeah. see them do a milkshake IPA dude I'm I'm interested I'm going to I want to check up go back to lo- to the location 
Oh yeah, I mean the times that I have visited there and had it's been it's been a few months to be quite honest with you, but uh, I've had some of their you know hazy kind of New Englandish style um, IPAs and they've been just they've been incredible. So again, just an, kind of one to to watch and one to to keep an eye on there. Um, but obviously another show favorite Alvarado Street was in the house. Have to shout out. Their head brewer, JC, uh, he was there and he took some time to, to chat with uh, my friends and nice. I for quite a while, for like a good 15, 20 minutes. And um, we were throwing questions at him and he was he was chatting with us about the the, uh, the beer game and brewing and, and whatnot. And they they had their great beers on selection, uh, excuse me, on display there. Contains no juice. Uh, obviously, we were very familiar with that, mm-hmm. their, their double IPA. Motor Oil, which was an Imperial Stout, which was really amazing as well, and um, just a just a really world class uh, organization there. I was really impressed. JC, again, their head brewer, taking the time to to, to chat us up a bit, and um, obviously not not much more to say uh, other than we love Alvarado Street. So <laughs> we absolutely do. Uh, taking a trip down south, uh, kind of to coincide with our show beer, I do want to also shout out Daniel from Beer Paper. Uh, or the beer beer paper, however you want to call it. They're based out of Los Angeles, and I, I was familiar with them prior to the gala because um, one of my, I guess you can call it, care packages from my brother, uh, one time, you know, featured some monkish cans, and also in there was a newspaper featuring a cover story um, on monkish, and it was called beer pepper, beer paper, and it's based out of L.A. features local craft breweries, et cetera, et cetera, and Daniel introduced himself and we we kind of started chatting because he was wearing a monkish shirt and uh-huh. i was wearing a monkish hoodie okay so it's kind of one of those things yeah, yeah. where we're like hey yeah, yeah you got you got great style yeah. you got great taste in beer so <laughs> so we started we started talking and uh it turns out you know he's the he's the man over at the beer paper mm. um i guess owner uh editor etc cetera, etc cetera. and uh really cool people um full of knowledge it was great uh meeting him chatting it up with him and also want to shout out uh, Original Pattern Brewing out of Oakland. I'd never heard of yeah, them. Yeah, me That's a really great beer. Yeah, really, really great beer there at their booth. Just want to shout them out. And finally, the other kind of um, unknown brewery for me that I had first seen or been exposed to there was also, it's called uh, Brewery 25, and they're based out of San Luis Obispo, which I was like, hey, um, that's um, I've never heard of a brewery from that area. And they had they had the juice. They had a beer there, yeah. and I didn't write down the name or take down the name, but um, <laughs> it pretty much looked and tasted similar to our show beer today, and it was cool seeing just a brewery out of an area that um, I wasn't too, too familiar with and, and brewing the, the the style of beer that we're most into. So a um, little bit of a recap there, the standouts, but before um, we move on, I did want to mention that I did actually sample the San Francisco collaboration beers that we talked about previous show yes and jay and i had our picks for those and it was really cool because in the middle of the pier hall enclosure area they had like a cool um like kind of like a dedicated bar area set up uh that i thought was just really cool it looked nice um and you looked and they had all of the descriptions of these collaboration beers and the breweries that participated in them um with descriptions of the beers the tap handles for these particular beers were styled with a font and a and an image styling of um of bart um so they kind of had that look like the like you know you see the art on on the bart 
trains and yeah, et cetera. Yeah. So it just it had that San Francisco vibe. They they were, you know, really slick marketing with it. And of course the beer actually was was pretty good. Um Jay, I think your pick, why don't we start with that one? Do you remember what, what your pick was for for the collaboration yeah it was the um crap it was the foggy hold on (laughs) was it the was it the bayview haze no it was not it wasn't no it was the speak it was a speakeasy it was a speakeasy yeah it was a speakeasy foggy foggy okay and okay um i was planning to go to the santa clara whole foods on friday where Mm -hmm. they're gonna um Mm -hmm. have it on tap i went to whole foods Mm -hmm. today they actually canned it went to whole foods today and they have they had it there in can, so I picked up a six pack. I haven't opened it yet. I haven't tried it yet. So, really, yeah, it's in my fridge right now. It worked out. <laughs> All right, awesome. So it worked out. We'll have our uh, Jay's thoughts yeah. on the next show sure. on that one. Absolutely. Great. Yep. Some of these haze and foggy names sometimes yeah. get jumbled in yeah. my brain. They, so I thought confused. the one that Jay wanted. <laughs> yeah, I thought the one that Jay wanted to try was the uh, was the Bayview haze, which was actually. A hazy IPA with pomegranate, actually. How was that? And the, it was really good. It was actually my favorite out of all these collab- San Francisco collaboration ones that I tried. Okay. Um, the um, yeah, like kind of the the head brewery or the I don't know host brewery, I guess you could call it, was actually Bear Bottle. And okay, I kind of strategically mentioned them here. I also stopped by their booth. They were there present. And Bear Bottle is another one to really watch. They're really brewing some great great beer as of late out of san francisco and their bayview haze was my favorite i gave it about like a four two five um really nice nice pomegranate zing it was it was nice and hazy kind of that signature bear bottle profile um that that's really really good and that one really impressed me the most um really quickly the other one that i tried was the one that i picked uh when we did this last show which was the soma sparkler which was a, an experimental sack trois beer, whatever that means. I have no idea. <laughs> I don't but um, no, ton, ton of breweries collaborate on this one. One of them was Cellar Maker. It was kind of like a almost like a sparkling wine really? style beer. If that sounds yeah, cool. it was very different, very unique. Um, it's more like a blonde ale, and it, and it was it was okay. It wasn't like it didn't like blow my socks off, but um, it was actually it was. It was cool to try, I guess, is the best way of putting sure. it. Um, but but I think that that I really liked that concept, and it was the first that I had seen that they had done something like that, where all the local San Francisco breweries came together and they did these particular beers and kind of did some experimental stuff yeah. and, and really tried to push the boundaries, if you will. So um, anyway, that was it. Uh, the other thing I wanted to mention was I did break my glass, and <laughs> that was actually... That was actually my cue to go home. Um, and it kind of worked out in a sense because it was at the end of the night. So wow. it was one of those where it was like, you know, you're in a you're in a crowded area. And, I mean, even if it's a little five-ounce glass, it's like that hits the ground and everyone turns around and goes, oh. So, oh, yeah, yeah. So I got all that. And um, I that kind of was, I don't know, maybe God just saying, yeah, all right. It's time to go, time home, to go Nick. home, Nick. <laughs> so, um, so that's my story. Uh, it was it was an amazing experience. Uh, my friends and I were we were all in agreement that we're going every year. Wow! It, this is this is it's absolutely worth it. Um, the question that some of you may be wondering, and I don't know if I if I really kind of talked it out when I started this. I, I mentioned it, but you know, VIP, you spend a little bit extra money, and you get in an hour earlier um, compared to the kind of the general admission. 
And the, the number one question I get when I tell people about is it, is it worth it? And in my opinion, yes, because though it, there's still a good amount of VIP people there and it is fairly busy, um, it's not as busy as when the general admission hit. And actually, that's that was the last thing I was actually going to mention, because the way that we timed it was we actually went to the Pliny the Younger line. So Russian River, their booth, they actually had uh-huh. a just like Pliny the Elder, I think their STS pills, and I think maybe like a sour or something, if I'm not mistaken. I didn't try any of those. Um, but then they had kind of off to the side, it's the same booth area, of course, but they had a separate line for Pliny the Younger. So when we first got there and we looked at the line, it was ridiculous. Okay. And we kind even, of did the math and looked. Even even with the hour. Even VIP. Wow. Yes, even with the VIP. And we, I mean, there weren't even that many people ahead of us. But, I mean, the thing was, was the, all the, most of the people that were, were ahead of us in line, they went straight to that, of course. Right. But there was just, there was also, there were, all, there were also people inside the venue, you know, that had been setting up or there was volunteers, et cetera, et cetera. So there was already like a huge line and we did the math and we kind of calculated and said, you know what, if we wait in line first thing, we're going to lose the advantage of that, that hour oh, to be able to go around to sure. all the other booths right. and get beer right away. Yeah, yeah. So we just did that, but we kind of kept an eye on it and we thought, okay. Um, and it was actually, you know, uh, Peter, my buddy, again, just to mention him, he had a great idea. He said, hey, why don't we head over with, you know, f- 10, 15 minutes left before they start letting oh, the general admission there you in. go. Yeah, there you go. And then we we actually, we hopped in line. We did end up waiting for a good, probably about 15 minutes or so. Oh, which dude, that is not, not as, bad. It's not as, exactly, it's not as bad as the half an hour. And it was funny, too, that we saw, once the people started coming in, we saw kind of the rush. Sure to the line yeah. and people kind of kind of running the line up and just streaming through. I mean it was it was crazy. But so um, how, the younger I was plenty the younger this year. It it was good. It's never bad. It has ne- I've tried it now, I don't know, four times probably, maybe five times and it was good. Um but and I'm not going to really this is not going to be definitive. I did check it in on untapped. Oh, okay. I maintained the 5 rating. Okay. And I do want I will say that. But you know, between you, me, and everybody listening, it just, I'm not, how do I put this? And I think I said, the, I think I used these same exact words the just last time it. we talked about on the show, but I'm I'm not going to make an effort to go and go somewhere else for it during the rest of the beer week. I'm not going to yeah, line up somewhere. I I'm not going to be on time at Toronado. I'm just, I'm just not, um, I'm not saying that I'm an elitist. Oh, I'm over it. Oh, you know, I don't need, you know, to, to drink it. It's it's an outstanding beer. It's an outstanding triple IPA. It's definitely worthy of the hype. But, you know, I've had it enough times. I had it at the gala. Um, it was good. Did it blow my socks off? Did it blow me away like it did the first, you know, one the first or second time that I tried it? No. A um, little bit of luster has gone with it personally, uh, just in terms of my that's, palate that's and my taste currently. Nothing wrong with hey, that. It, you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so, uh, but anyway, if you haven't had it before, what I always say to everyone, do it. Go out, give it a shot, and you will definitely be satisfied and glad you did. So, um, all in all, Gala was 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 huge. Um, that was Friday. Yesterday was Sunday. Really quickly, I just want to shout out the Rare Barrel. They had their Cellar Maker um, kind of uh, collaboration, almost, I don't want to say a tap takeover. They had a ton of their beers there. Um, but they're kind of their co- co-event that they had out in Berkeley. Um, I stopped by for a minute, um, saw my man Ch- Chauncey, all things beer out there. What's up? 
and had a couple of the, um, well, it's interesting. They did a collaboration. They did a couple collaborations, but they did one that was, they blended a sour that they collaborated on, which is of course the rare barrel specialty. And then a hazy IPA quote unquote, which is seller maker specialty. And they had each component on draft. So you could taste the sour by itself and then you could taste the hazy IPA by itself. And then they had both blended. Hmm. So I thought that that was really interesting. I hadn't seen that before. I don't know if I don't go to rare barrel enough to know if they do that a lot, but I thought that that was really cool. I had all three and then, you know, probably not surprisingly, the blended one the was my yeah, favorite. It was, yeah. it was amazing. It was on par with, yeah, it was on par with, you know, like a Hudson, Hudson Valley sour IPA that I've had in the past. I mean, uh-huh. it was, it was great. Um, and then I picked up a bottle of their Tangerang collaboration first time that they bottled it, which they have been brewing pretty regularly, I guess that like the past two, three years or so, which they dry hopped golden sour aged, um, ale in oak barrels with Citra and Motueka. I have not cracked it yet, but I will report back when I do. That is it for me, Jay. That is the report. All right. Take it away. <laughs> Stop talking now. You need to you need to have some of that insert hip hop reference Parched. here. Yeah. Yeah. I've been enjoying it this whole time. That sounds amazing. Um, I hope to go to one of the uh you know the, the galas one of these years and uh just just to have all those breweries all in one place and and have the chance oh, to sample man. them all at the same time. Oh. Seems like um, great. A, a great chance to just enjoy all the beers that uh, Northern California has to offer. That's awesome, dude. You you got to come next year, Jay. <laughs> you have to. <laughs> I'll I'll try to make it out. Um, <laughs> all right, so uh, let's move on to this our our tech topic, and we actually wanted to feature an email that a listener sent in. And if you want to ask a question and potentially be featured on an episode. Uh, you just go to internetbeerusers.com slash contact. And there's a contact form on there. And send us your questions, anything you want to ask us, whether beer or tech-related, and we will choose them and, and feature it on the show. So uh, listener Matt emailed us uh, this past week, and he writes in. I'm going to paraphrase his email. It's pretty lengthy, but um, I'll paraphrase it here. My wife and I are finally looking to cut the cord and have identified Hulu TV as our next move. We have a smart, we have a Samsung smart TV. I think it's the 2014 model and is thus incompatible with Hulu TV. So we need a streamer. My first thought was Chromecast. I hear mixed things about Apple TV being compatible and Roku and the, fir- and the Fire Stick seem like other potential viable options. We don't need anything too fancy and prefer something that's reliable and easy to use. We do have an iPad, a couple iPhones, and a couple of MacBook laptops, if that matters. Lastly, we'll also need to seriously upgrade our internet connection to accommodate more streaming. Our options in the LA area are AT&T and Spectrum. We've had AT&T for years and aren't wowed by their service, but don't want to get sucked in to the grass is greener approach. If you happen to know anything about AT&T and Spectrum as internet providers, any uh, we would appreciate any thoughts. Thanks, and keep up the great work. Now back to the beer. Enjoy SF Beer Week. Thanks, Matt, for the email. I really appreciate it. Um, glad you wrote in because I feel like I'm the the expert in 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 the cord cutting. I think we've talked about cord cutting on like two or three episodes by now. Hey, it's it's a hot topic. Yeah, yeah, and uh, so diving into your email, you mentioned. Matt, that you have a Samsung Smart TV uh, 2014 model. And I actually looked at the Hulu Live TV website, and it says that 
it's compatible with select models of Samsung. So just by that, I wouldn't even like um, use the, the the app built into your Samsung smart TV. If it, it is select mm-hmm. models, I wouldn't I wouldn't like chance it. Um, I'm usually against the built-in apps on smart TVs. Like I have a smart TV myself and I, I don't want to oh. give my smart TV access to the internet. Um, you know, basically I, I don't want to leave it up to a company like Samsung or, 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 or in my case, uh, TCL is the manufacturer of my TV. I, I'd never heard of them. I, I picked it up really cheap on Amazon. I mm. would not give tcl or samsung or or any other smart or vizio any tv manufacturer access to my internet or access to my network it's it's another access point to my network and i don't want anything potentially accessing my network and devices that i don't want have access to um yeah i actually i actually turn off the wi-fi on my smart tv because it'll try you know i've heard that it'll it'll try to update itself over the internet, if it has access to to the internet, so I just I just block it out. I don't even because I don't even use the smart features anyway, so I just block it out altogether. Let me also say really quick, Jay, yeah. that um, the quality of the apps. Mm. My, my parents have a my. <laughs> you, almost, yeah, you, almost, you almost spit out your beer on that mm-hmm. one. Me, no, I'm just kidding. No, um, in all seriousness, my parents have a Samsung. I don't know probably a 2014 model as well um more or less if i'm not mistaken it's like a 42 inch 46 something along those lines and it does have the smart capabilities and one time i tried to launch netflix just to kind of show my dad a show or something and it took like yeah. two minutes to launch yeah it's like it's it, terrible it, and i mean i navigated yeah navigated around the interface and it was like I was like, I, I nope, just <laughs> just don't use it, just don't use it. You know, use the the Fire Stick, whatever. I was just like, no way. Yeah. Anyway, just continue, continue. Yeah. Um, all the streaming boxes that you mentioned, Matt, they are totally compatible with Hulu Live TV. You know, I I used Hulu Live TV up to, up until a month ago, and mm-hmm. I have a third gen Apple TV, and it works great. Um, I I lean towards getting an Apple TV. Because it seems like you have other Apple products, and it, it only makes sense to stay within the same ecosystem. You could like AirPlay stuff from your phone or uh, your iPad, and just whatever you're watching on, on those devices, you can throw it to your Apple TV via AirPlay, and it'll show up on your yeah. on your TV screen. So, it, I mean, I yeah. would I would highly suggest since you're already in that ecosystem to get an Apple TV. Uh, then again. If you look at the the entry price for an Apple TV, it's it's 179 bucks for the 32 gig Apple TV 4K, which which came out within the past year, I want to say. Uh, yeah. And, and I did check the Apple.com website. The third gen, the previous gen that that myself and I think Nick, you have the same one. Uh, they still sell it. They don't really advertise it on the website, but you still can pick it up for 150 bucks. Which is, you know, it's yeah. a little bit cheaper. Uh, but if you look at the Chromecast and you look at the Roku boxes and you look at the Fire TV Stick and and the other Amazon offerings, the Chromecast is thirty five bucks. The Roku boxes start at thirty and they go up to ninety bucks. And that, you know, ninety bucks is still a lot cheaper than than the entry price for for a hundred than one hundred fifty. Um, Amazon Fire TV Stick, I think, is like thirty. Or I think they even go down to to. 29 
or sorry, 1999. If if you wait long enough. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Those are way way cheaper. And uh, I I looked it up. If you go to the the Hulu live TV website, all those streaming devices they're all supported by Hulu live TV. Um, you know, it's hard to l- overlook those because of the price. I mean, if, if price isn't, is an issue, then I would definitely take a hard look at those, but either way, mm-hmm. no matter which direction you go, all those devices support Hulu live TV. Yeah, that's, that's a great rundown on that Jay. Um, just to kind of add my two cents quickly, just glancing at, um, his email and how you presented it. The first thing that jumped out to me was the same as you, which was, the Apple products. And what that says to me is that um, Matt and his wife, they have a really, I guess you could call it, I guess at least an, an appreciation for Apple products and whatever qualities that they enjoy in them. I would assume the standard ones, ease of use, the interface. Um, there's probably an element of enjoying the fact that they're all within the same, same ecosystem. Um, so that that's that's my first, It that just kind of just, really stuck out to me and that to me is the clear easy recommendation which is the apple tv and of course what matt left out was whether or not his tv is 4k compatible oh right right. um so right so that that's going to be the biggest differentiator whether it is or not and obviously if it isn't just get the one that jane jay and i you you and i have which is the you said it's the third gen right yeah um yeah which would be the one again and of course if it's 4k compatible you want to yeah you you want to definitely go 4k right yeah, yeah, absolutely. And just to kind of um, expand on the whole entry level stuff and the and the less expensive options like the Fire Stick, etc. Um, I I have both a f- older generation Fire TV and a which is the uh, which is the box you know like the Apple TV and a and a Fire Stick. And though they are technically the same, um, you know the stick is going to have an underpowered processor like you know not not as powerful as as the tv um it's going to have less ram um it's going to overall be less powerful and though with general usage it doesn't come up and you don't really notice it too too much there are certain instances where i'm navigating through the through the menus and i'm going to different apps and launching things etc and you see that difference in performance and you know for that reason and because it's so well priced i think it's hundred dollars, if I'm not mistaken, I'm going to really recommend in terms of the budget pick, the Fire TV um, uh, unit with the 4K capability, the box. Um, okay. And don't quote me. Don't quote me on that price. I'm not ex- entirely sure um, because I do not have a 4K TV, <laughs> so I'm still u- I'm still using the old like I don't know. I got it probably like three years ago <laughs> now at this point. Um, it's pretty old, but it still works perfectly. Um, so I really. I'm I'm really impressed with with Amazon as of late, and um, their software has been improving. Obviously, it's Android based. We don't want to go down that path and talk <laughs> about that. But um, but in terms of a budget pick, definitely take a look at that, especially if you have a 4K unit. But overall, number one, no surprise here. I'm gonna I'm gonna definitely go with Jay and uh, recommend the Apple TV. All right, and as far as cable companies go, um, I was looking at the. The, the minimum requirements on the Hulu website. As long as you have a, as long as you have a minimum of a six, six megabits down, it says you can stream 1080p content. Um, as and, and I don't have any experience with with AT and T or Spectrum. Uh, when I lived in SoCal, I had Cox and Time Warner, 
And this was before streaming. I mean, there were no streaming services at the time. You know, this is like 2012-ish was the last time I lived down there. So I, I can't really speak to any of those cable companies because I wasn't doing, you know, all I had, we, we did Netflix and that was about it. They didn't have like Amazon Prime TV or, or Hulu or any of that stuff back then. Um, but as long as you, as long as your rated speed is six megabits down, I mean, that's, that's like nothing nowadays. I think you can get like a decent, um, like the lowest package now is like 25 megabits down. And I, I think I had that before, like um, you know, at my uh, San Carlos apartment and we were doing Netflix just fine. Um, yeah, as long as, I th- I think any as long as you get twenty five megabits down, you, you'll be fine. Um, but then again, uh, get as much bandwidth as you can afford because once you start streaming stuff, and then you're doing other things like on their internet and and just like you know browsing the internet, or if you're watching, you know, two live streams at a time, then that that can suck up all of your bandwidth. So as much as you can afford, definitely, uh, you know pay the money that that so you can get the most that you can afford but um as far as um like AT&T or Spectrum or any other cable company I hate all cable companies <laughs> with a passion <laughs> um so I remember I remember Time Warner used to have pretty frequent uh like downtimes or slow times and I don't know if, if it's still the case now. Um, Comcast, as much as I love to hate on them, they've been pretty consistent. I haven't had a reason mm-hmm. to complain about them recently. But yeah, I mean, as long as you have like a decent uh, amount of bandwidth, I think you'll be fine. Uh, I, I wouldn't worry yeah. too much about uh, streaming uh, just as long as you have enough, a big enough bandwidth. So any, anything you want to add, Nick? I you know honestly I I've I've been Comcast forever. <laughs> I mean since uh since I moved into my place in 2010 I've used them. They have been reliable like you said the speeds are always to my satisfaction. Um their new X1 interface, I enjoy it. I think it's I think it's really pretty well designed. I mean it's not perfect, it's got its flaws. Uh overall I'm very satisfied with it. Um but in terms of the options that you mentioned, I do have a little bit of experience with AT&T. My parents had them for a few years, and they obviously, and they're in Northern California. You know, it's apples and oranges in a lot of ways. But in terms of the interface and um, their overall enjoyment of their service, they got to the point where I've, where they actually switched to Directv. And since they switched to Directv, they've been thrilled. It, to them, it's far superior to AT and T. Just the way, again, the interface works. Um, you know, channel selection, uh, the, the way the DVR is designed and, and how it works with the different, um, with the different apps and whatnot. So, um, just kind of, a um, just a general, uh, recommendation or thought to even take a look at direct TV. Um, if that wasn't something that you looked at before, I've, I've seen as of late, uh, a lot of good things that have been said for them, but spectrum, I do not know. I had never heard of them prior to yeah. Matt's email, to be quite honest. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think AT&T and DirecTV, they're, they're, they're the same now. They are, yeah. That's the other, you're right. They're owned by the same company, which is very odd, but you can, they're <laughs> it's still different. separate. Oh, interesting. Yeah, it that. is. It is different. It's a, it's a different interface, a whole different setup. It's just, I don't know, it's weird. Go figure. <laughs> um, right. and, and, and finally, uh, my last piece of advice to you, Matt, 
There is also a free trial, so you can try it out to see if you like it. I think it's a seven-day free trial, and I would highly, highly recommend doing this, especially if you've been a cable TV subscriber your entire life. Um, if you're just used to just flipping channels at random, or if you're used to the program guide and just kind of scrolling through and browsing at what's what's on right now at a specific time, uh, it it's definitely a change to go from going to uh, from a cable box to a streaming service. And I would mm-hmm. recommend you just go all in. Like, don't cancel your cable right away, but just like try not to use your cable box and just use the Apple TV or whatever you end up getting. And just using live, Hulu yeah. Live TV as your main source of TV consumption. Do, do not use the cable box as a crutch. It's like, it would be so, you know, I can see myself or maybe even you just easily going back to the cable box and just like hitting guide and then just kind of scrolling through page down, page down. Do not do that because Hulu Live TV is not that. It's just a different way of watching TV. Um, truly see if you can go consume all of your content via hulu and you can always cancel your trial and go back and i know it's a pain in the butt to cancel cable and then have to if you decide you don't like hulu live tv and then and then go through the process of reinstating cable like you don't want to do that so do the free trial don't touch your cable box for seven days and just use everything through hulu live tv it's it's not the same but in in many cases it's a lot better than using cable via a cable box no that's that's great advice jay yeah kind of really really put it through its paces i guess is another way of putting it and yeah that's that's definitely great advice now i do have a question for you jay that i think is very pertinent to matt's email sure and of course um you're our the resident cord cutter on the podcast (laughs) and we actually we actually uh dedicated a tech topic to the same exact topic or subject uh what was it two shows ago yeah it was, now, it was Jay, pretty recent you talked about yeah and um part of that of course is that you you canceled your hulu subscription yeah. and um i do have to ask it's been what three weeks now Th- yeah since three, you've done three that going on four weeks i think yeah yeah so do you miss it are there times where you find yourself wishing that you still subscribe to hulu um in all honesty and i think that this could kind of add a different perspective perspective to Matt's question and kind of would be interesting to hear a little follow-up as well yeah um I do and I don't um in the cases that I do miss Hulu live TV I do miss having um everything within one app I do miss having access to the four major networks and the cable channels that we all watch pretty consistently so in our case it's like Mm -hmm. ESPN um E, uh, Food Network, uh, HGTV. It's it's really just a handful of channels. I do miss having everything all in one app, which is you know which is the Hulu app. Uh, I mean, right now we're doing the Channels app, which is over the air, which is mainly mm-hmm. for the four major networks, and then we do the each individual Apple TV app for the other networks, so TNT, ESPN, which I. Mm-hmm still have my parents login information uh, nice. <laughs> kind of helps out a lot in in that in this case uh, I don't oh, yeah. I don't think I would I, I don't think I would have canceled Hulu live TV if we didn't have if I didn't have my parents uh, login information I'm a, I, yeah. I'm a millennial you know whatever go bl- <laughs> blame it on that I still holding on to my parents that's like I think the last tie 
to be honest. But um, <laughs> would I? I mean, if 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 you know if if I won the lotto tomorrow and I had all the money in the world, yeah, I would still subscribe to Hulu Live TV. It, it's just easier to have everything all in one place. Um, sure. But my setup right now, I I can't complain. I really don't pay anything other than my my cable subscription uh sorry my internet connection which i paid to comcast which is the same thing cable internet basically mm-hmm. the same um yeah. yeah i mean you know it, your mileage may vary i i can put up with going from channels to the each individual individual ios app but it, it is it is really nice to have one place to go for all your media consumption and and one thing i also want to point out in the hulu live tv app you can set up different profiles so my wife and i we had different profiles shows shows that she watches shows that i watch and you know it keeps oh, yeah cool. it keeps them separate it'll suggest different thing, different shows to you based on your favorite shows shows that you watch pretty often so that that is one thing that Hulu Live TV has an advantage over uh, just the, the setup that I have. But um, either way, For sure. can't go wrong. I, anything to keep uh, giving money to the big cable corporations. Hey, yeah. We're going <laughs> to just take that money and spend it on beer. <laughs> For sure. Anyways, best of luck, Matt. Uh, let us know how it goes. You can follow him on Instagram. He follows us there. Um, his handle is just here for the beer with an underscore between Ooh. each and every word. So just underscore what here, a, underscore a, here for the beer, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Great name. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, um, how are you doing on your beer? I, I still got a, a little bit to go. I got a tad bit. Jay, how, how are you uh, kind of on the bottom yeah, twenty five percent or about like a, I think we got yeah about, the same. about we got kind of equal there. We're gonna have to um, do the Rosham. I call it Rosham. Is it Po Bo. with a Ro- P or is it Bo? Bo. Rosham Bo B. Yeah, Rosham Bo. I don't know why my I think my whole <laughs> life I've been saying it with a P. Man, I wish I could blame I wish I could blame that on the beer, but I'm just gonna blame that on. Who knows? I thought I heard a P <laughs> at some point when I was three years old. I guess. All right, you want to do this rock paper scissors? All right. One. Bro, sham, bow. Wait, paper. P or bow? Wait, you got paper? I got scissors. So, boom. I, I go first. All right, man. Yes, sir. Where's my can at? Insert hip hop reference here. Uh, dude. So, so the further that I drank this, it, it got warmer and the alcohol definitely was more. Um, you could taste it the, the more the. Uh, the more that the beer warmed mm-hmm. and but even then it wasn't as bad as a 10 percent beer could have been um mm-hmm. the thing that keeps standing out to me was the alcohol was very very well hidden and the even though as it got warmer the um it didn't i, I i've noticed that um Whenever, you know, it's not, not, you know, this, obviously this is a, a very like nice, well-made beer. Some, some of the other beers that I drink daily or, you know, um, the, the more that they warm, the, the less palatable it is. It's like, oh, mm-hmm. this is more it, like whatever you didn't like about the beer tends to come out more and whatever you did enjoy yeah. kind of goes away. Sure. Um, this does not have any of those characteristics. Um, I, 
like nope. even the can art is just is awesome it, it it's 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 a monkish it's 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 the perfect blend between their their two um art styles um i definitely appreciate yeah. that i mean i think i've given out the most uh perfect scores so far and i i i can't fault <laughs> this beer for for anything really other than the fact yeah. that they're never going to make this again probably yeah um uh, very likely very yeah likely. i can't yeah like everything was on point like the first sip i i i already knew what i was gonna rate it <laughs> and my rating for this beer is a perfect five man i can't five it's, five five yeah five. i mean it 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 the first i remember tasting juice gymnastics for the very first time that's the same reaction i got was like what the f am i drinking right now it's just it's just that good yeah five uh hey jay uh, this great rating by the way i am going to pull this one out of my bag of tricks it's been a while but i think that it's apt for this beer because it kind of ties into my whole analysis so i'm going to give this a five for style for a triple ipa two ratings yes sir um so for a triple ipa this is easily a five uh, one of the best triple IPAs I've ever had. Um, kind of reminds me of Socrates in a sense, in the sense that the alcohol for ten over ten percent is so well hidden, it's it's like mind boggling. Yeah, yeah. And I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna repeat something because it's very, it's the truth. It's very apt, and it's very close in sampling times for me. And I said it back when we reviewed Socrates and had on the show, and I'll say it right now: this is better than Pliny. Oh the yeah, without, for without me. My, my, me too, without a doubt. For me, it's just—I mean, sorry—that might offend. <laughs> that might offend some people. Yeah. That might get some of you riled up. It's the truth. You might be. You might be trying to figure out what my uh, Instagram handle is. It's at ibu underscore nick. If you want to send send me hate instagram but it's the truth <laughs> it is the at truth least, man. it's my at least it's at least it's my truth hey so uh, um anyway so yeah it's 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 an incredible triple ipa i don't i don't know how monkish keeps doing it this is the third one that i've had in the past when, was, when did i have socrates in october so what is that october november December, like the past four months or so where it's beginning to almost be like it's it's really it's 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 like unprecedented for me that to the degree that monkish is perfecting the triple ipa like i'm just it just it just floors me you know this the last one i had was adios ghost which was a a, an all citra triple ipa and then of course socrates and it's incredible i mean um there there are tons of breweries out there that would kill to make a double IPA at the caliber and at the level that Monkish makes triple IPAs. So it, it just, it's incredible. So anyway, two parter, um, that's for style overall. I'm going to give this a four, seven, five. Um, probably if we're going to kind of, I don't know, I don't even know if it's cheating because who says we have to give exact quarter, um, <laughs> cap ratings. This isn't, this isn't untapped, right? right. Um, Probably closer to a four eight five to be honest, maybe a four point nine if you if you're gonna allow me to do that one, Jay. Um for overall, and the only knock I have against this is that 
let me word it this way. The only reason I can even knock this beer is because I have had Adios Ghost and I have had Socrates. That's fair. If that makes any sense. That's fair. Okay. If I hadn't, if I hadn't had those beers, I I would, I would undoubtedly give this a a five Hmm. is the best way of putting it. But because I have those other beers as a reference, I know that there are other triple IPAs by Monkish that, in my opinion, for my palate, exceed this. And the the one that is closest is Adios Ghost. I will give an I, I give the Adios Ghost a five across the board. Mm. Um, and I think that that may have something to do with the fact that I just me personally I prefer the Citra Hop compared you know in comparison to the Galaxy. You know I I, I prefer that over the Galaxy Hop. That's just me personally. If you're a Galaxy fan and you are looking to try the most um, finessed the most delicate um, yet extreme representation of that hop. I mean, I, I don't know how more extreme you can get. I guess you can triple dry hop it, <laughs> whatever that means. <laughs> you know, maybe they'll do that next year. Who knows? I don't know. Um, but in terms of what I've sampled, in terms of an all galaxy, um, um, you know, beer, I mean, this is to me, this is the ultimate in that regard. But I think there's again, like I like I talked about last show, there's something to be said about balance. And again, comparing it to another monkish beer, I just I just had the latest batch of Beats is Infinite, which is also all galaxy, and it's a double IPA, uh, eight point something percent, so low eights, I think eight point two or eight point three, um, not double dry hopped or anything, just kind of the standard, if you will. And if you were to give me this and that and give me a choice, I would pick the Beats. Hmm. The Beats I gave a perfect five. Um, because to me, the balance level exceeded this one. Um, this one had a little bit of that little, that like, it's like a gap, like a little hot burn, I guess you could say. I don't really want to call it hot burn. That's kind of not being fair. Um, it's, it's more of just like too much of that assertiveness with the galaxy hop. And you definitely get that in comparison to other hops like Citra, which is definitely more on the fruity side, as opposed to the danky side that this, that the galaxy is. Um, but really, I'm splitting hairs here, Jay. Um, I'm 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 spoiled in that regard, where I've had I've been lucky enough, I've been fortunate enough that I've had the opportunity to try a lot of these recent monkish beers, and you know, it's just I don't know. I guess it's a good <laughs> problem to have that I can't decide or I I get tongue tied trying to rank them one over the other, <laughs> and it's just the level. The, the this is what I'll end with Jay the 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 level at which Henry and the people over at Monkish are making double and triple IPAs right now in in the craft beer world is astounding to me Seriously. in comparison to other beers that I try yeah. I mean their skill level the expertise the finesse just the quality I mean if you have the opportunity to get your hands on a Monkish beer especially a double or a triple IPA that they make just you know i don't know if you have to sell a kidney sell a kidney <laughs> but but do it do it don't hesitate yeah man. thank me later and yeah just yeah awesome show beer thanks again to my brother on this and uh man another another winner for the ibu podcast dude that was that was a freaking great beer they thanks esteban man that was oh, that was awesome man. For sure, for sure. So, Jay, again, why don't you remind the folks out there listening where they can send us a listener email and get our thoughts on any uh, technology or beer questions. 
Uh, yeah, absolutely. You can find me. You can find my writing at humblenerd.com. You can find me on Untapped and Twitter at jtorres, and you can find me on Instagram at Bay Area Beer Life. And our email can be found on our website. So if you go to internetbeerusers.com and click on the email box, send us over those questions. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, We love feedback, suggestions, improvements, beers you want us to try, tech topics you want us to cover. We're all ears. We're we're really having a blast doing this. And if you want to hit me up and argue which triple IPA is better, Pliny or insert beer reference here, you can hit me up again on my personal Instagram account at IBU underscore Nick on our show account at IB podcast and also on Twitter. It's the same handle at IB podcast. Um, Jay, it's been a blast. Um, your week continues for us. We'll yes, have more sir. next show. Yeah. Yes, sir. And until then, until then, Nick, cheers. Cheers. Jay. Did, did I ever send you that article or talk about it? It may have been a while back, but apparently this guy, like, which like, I really want to try it. He like takes it. He like, um, anytime he goes to a beer event, so he doesn't get too ripped, he like eats a teaspoon of honey. Um, no, no, it's um. God, let me find it right now. I gotta find it exactly, so you don't get hungover or something. Um, it's more you don't get too drunk. Teaspoon. Uh, let's see. I have it right here. He eats a teaspoon of yeast. No, I don't think he sent that. Of raw, of raw like yeast. Live yeah, active this was yeast? like in 2014. Watch this. That's gross. Okay. <laughs> when asked, when asked in a recent episode of CNBC's Chew and Brew, Koch wholeheartedly admitted he has likely put down more than 21,000 beers in his lifetime. I believe it. Um, <laughs> while Koch is known for consuming a lot of beer, he's also known for his ability to handle alcohol. Now, in an interview with Esquire magazine, Koch reveals his secret to staying in control while drinking. Koch says the key to key to keeping his beer consumption in check is Fleischmann's dry yeast, the same yeast bakers have relied on for more than That's 140 years. Before, before he starts drinking, Koch ingests one teaspoon, teaspoon of yeast for each beer he'll be drinking and mixes the powder with yogurt to improve the taste of the yeast. Koch is quick to point out that this trick will mitigate the effects of alcohol, not eliminate them. Why hmm. would you even do that? That just... That's, that's stupid. <laughs> If this is if if this is well here here okay here's the he explained it like this so he's like the brand ambassador right so he needs to go around and like you know drink the beer but also mark it's kind of like me at the gala to be quite honest I mean you know I was getting you know but I still needed to you know sound coherent so apparently there's a reaction with the yeast and the alcohol that mitigates you know him getting drunk but. Yeah, you're right, dude. It's kind of like maybe what? you know, just drink, just drink, just less. drink less, or <laughs> space it out, or have a glass of water yeah. in between beers. Come on, drink man. some water. Yeah, but he's saying it. He's saying it like he has no choice in these settings to where he's like he's forced. And I can see that, man. I could totally see where you know Jim Koch comes around. And it's like people want to give him tons of beer, so it's like, eh, I don't know, dude. Who knows, man? Amateur hour. <laughs> <laughs>